Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I got to tell you, I'm so excited for this week as the UFC is going back to the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden for UFC 268. Now, welcome into the Early Edge, your MMA-only episode. We are powered, as always, by the almighty Sportsline. I, of course, am the coach, and we are coming off a week when my man Andrew Gombas hit three out of four at UFC 267, but not just any two out, three out of four. Two of them were north of plus 200, so a really profitable night. But as we always say, it's on to the next. So let's bring in the star of the show. And I tell you what, Andrew, when you look at this week and the fact that this card is absolutely stacked at MSG, how excited were you to get the handicap? Such a great card. Uh, I was super stoked. I'm going to be at this card too. So double excited. Going to have some great bets on the card. Going to be a great night of fights. They, re- they really stacked this one up. So New York's in for a treat. So finally, your apartment in New York City is paying off. You just go right down the street to yep. MSG. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I used to live very, very close when I worked for the WWE in Stanford, Connecticut. And we I performed in MSG many times. I actually wrestled in MSG. There's nothing like it. The feeling's amazing. The atmosphere is off the charts. Very, very jealous of you. No doubt about it. Now, we're going to give everybody a little bonus this week because there is a Bellator card, Bellator 270. So, prelims 1 p.m. Eastern, main card 430. And we're going to give you a little bonus in that, oh, Mr. Pitbull. Yeah, he's going to be taking on Mr. Peter Queeley, who is a plus 210 underdog. So before we get to UFC 268, why don't you, Mr. Gambas, give us a bonus pick from Bellator 270, if you would, please. Yeah, so Peter Queeley and Pitbull fought back in May of this year. Um, Pitbull is winning the fight up until the end of the second round. It was very competitive. Um, some good exchanges on the feet. He was he was starting to open up the fight with those leg kicks. He took Queeley down, and from his back, Queeley hit him with an elbow. It opened up a cut. Fight's over. Um, so it's funny. They run it back, and now um, Pitbull being a minus 250 favorite, even though he lost the fight. Obviously, that's why you can't just look at the outcome. You have to look at the at the fight itself. But I like the under 4-5 in this. I think from a money line perspective, the price is more or less right. I'd, I'd probably, if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably take Queeley at these odds. But Eileen, just from a non-odds perspective, from my, my pick is uh, Pipple to get it done again. I think inside the distance um, he gets it done, but I like to cover that with the minus four five. It's all, or excuse me, with the under four point under four point five rounds at minus one thirty. Sorry, I'm spitting all that out. It's um, all right. It's all right. <laughs> but yeah, I like the under four or five here. I think both these guys have finishing upside. I think that if Pipple wants to take the grappling approach, he, he could find a submission on the mat. I think on the feet, both these guys are live for a knockout. So I like the under. All right. Very good. I like that too, because that gives us 
22 and a half minutes for a knockout to happen of two guys. Although they're not very big, boy, do they both have power. All right, let's move on to the main card. Kamara Usman taking on Colby Covington for the second time. And Colby's one of my favorite fighters because he's a heel at heart. But I think he's starting to realize that for people to really believe in him, he needs to be a champion. We have a pick from that coming up. But first, let's go to the very first card of the night, fight of the night. Now, the main card doesn't start till 10 Eastern. The prelims start right at 6 p.m. sharp. And here's the first fight. Carlos Vergara, plus 150 underdog. Taking on Ode Osborne, minus 170 is the favorite. Talk to me. Yeah, so I like Ode Osborne here. Um, I think this is a step down in competition for him with all due respect to CJ Vergara. He was an underdog on the Contender Series um, not too long ago, and he got a, a very early finish in that fight. And I don't want to call it a fluke or anything like that. It's MMA. Anything can happen. That's always mm-hmm. viable, um, a viable outcome. But I think it's a little bit of an overreaction here. Um, I like Ode to get the fight done wherever it goes. I think he likely gets it done inside the distance with a first-round knockout. Oh, I like that call a lot. Oh, I love to play unders too. I don't know why. I just like unders. All right, next one. Also in the early prelim card. These are heavyweights. So, you know, Andrew, when we're talking about the heavyweights, anything can happen. John Vellante, a minus 125 small favorite over Chris Barnett, who comes back at plus 105. Talk to me. Yeah, so I like John Vellante here. I played him at plus 116 earlier in the week. I still think there's value on him at minus 125. I think he should be a medium-sized favorite in this fight. Barnett, he had one fight in the UFC. He didn't look great. Um, I don't like his gas tank. I think outside of throwing some leg kicks, he doesn't really do too much on the feet that's effective. Um, I know John's on a little bit of a losing streak himself, but he was on his way to beating Maurice Green before getting finished in the third round. And I I just think he's better everywhere here too. I mean, it is his retirement fight, so play with caution. But I I think unless... John's completely checked out. He should win this fight. Yeah. Let's hope that the emotion doesn't overtake him because anybody that's ever stepped into a ring like I did in the WWE or fought or wrestled that when the emotion overtakes your body, it becomes very, very difficult to perform. So as you said, proceed with caution because if he does get emotional, that can take his wind, his conditioning, all of it. And he's already a heavyweight, but we'll take Volante minus 120. All right, let's go to the first fight on the prelim card. Middleweight fight Edmund Shabazian plus 105, very small dog taking on Nazardine Imavov minus 120. These fights are just going to be going bang, 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 bang all night. What do you like? Yeah, I like Edmund Shabazzian here. I was surprised to see him be the underdog when this line came out. He's lost two fights in a row, but both are top guys of the division. He was a huge favorite against Derek Brunson, who's one win away from a title fight right now. Um, He had a very competitive fight with Jack Hermanson, which he definitely won the first round of that fight. Second round could have gone either way, and then Hermanson kind of took over in the third. But those are top-level guys. Nothing against Nasruddin Imavov. He's just not on that level. I think Shabazzian's going to be levels ahead in the striking department, and I don't think that Imavov has the wrestling to hold down Shabazzian for long periods of time. So I like Edmund to get it done. Um, could, could be inside distance, could be by decision. So perfectly happy with the money line here. Oh, we'll take the money line all day long. All right, let's stay on the prelim card. Al Iaquinta and Bobby Green, two UFC veterans. We know that minus 170 for Bobby Green as Iaquinta comes back at a plus 145 underdog. There's a lightweight. Talk to me. 
Yeah, so I like Bobby Green here, and, and one of the main reasons why is the activity. Ally Quint has been out of the octagon for over two years now. He's a real estate agent. It seems to be going very well for him, but I think this is a tough fight to come back to. Bobby Green's very well-rounded. Um, he puts up good volume on the feet. He comes from a wrestling background, and Al doesn't really have necessarily have that fight-finishing power, so I think he likely needs to win a decision here. I just don't see it happening. I like Bobby Green. I think it's kind of sad and every, and, and there there's everybody has a di- different narrative but the fact that if you're a current UFC fighter and you've got to do side jobs to make money in between that's a problem that's a problem but that's kind of the fight game the way that it is right now all right let's move into the co-main event of the evening and this is a fight that I'm very much looking forward to two of the baddest women certainly at the women's strawweight division that you will ever find. You got Rose thug Rose taking on Zhang Weili minus 115 to minus 105. Please tell me how you're going to handicap this one. Yeah. So I'm super excited about this fight. I got to watch this one in person back in April in Jacksonville. The first time they fought, I'm going to get to watch it again in person in New York this time. Uh, the last time they fought Rose Namajunas was probably about a plus plus one sixty underdog. She flatlined uh, Zhang Wei Li in the first 90 seconds of the fight, caught her with a head kick. So it's hard to take too much from that first fight. But from what I saw early, Rose was establishing the jab. She likes to use movement. Um, Zhang was trying to get, work those inside leg kicks to slow Rose's movement down. Um, to put this simply, I like Rose early or Zhang late. I think if Zhang could slow the slow the movement of Rose down, she's going to take over the later the fight goes. She has very good power for 115. And as we saw last time, Rose can definitely flatline Zhang pretty early too. So instead of taking a side here, I like the under 4.5 rounds at plus money. I play it all the way out to minus 120. Um, I mean, it, it, you can't base too much off that first fight, but it seems like even if that fight played out, there'd be plenty of opportunities to cash this fight. So I'm going with the under four five in the women's strawweight title fight. For those of you who are new viewers or new to MMA betting, this is a fantastic way that when you're really not sure when, when, when two fighters are so evenly matched like these two, but they both have knockout power. Just take the under. Just take the under. Don't risk either side because we can see either side winning here. We yeah. we really, really could. We have no idea. All right, so we're going to go the under there, four and a half rounds. Now, let's get into the main event. And these are two dudes who flat out do not like each other. The first fight, Kamar Usman got the best of Colby Covington. But I got to give Colby Covington a lot of credit. He took somewhat of a beating at times, and he stayed in it, and he stayed in it. But now... We're a couple of years later, and I think he's grown. He's left his team, and now he's got his own training team. I think that shows focus. What do you think? Yeah, so I'm super excited for this fight. They fought once at the end of 2019. If you haven't watched that fight yet, do yourself a favor. Go back and watch it. It was one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life. I've been watching MMA ever since I was a little kid. First round, Colby won. Third round, Usman won. Rounds two and four, flip a coin. Going into that fifth round, one judge had it 3-1 for Colby. One judge had it 3-1 for Usman, and one judge had it 2-2. Two two. So that fifth round decided everything. Usman's body work ended up paying off in that fifth round. He got the finish. Um, two years later, here we are again. And for some reason, Usman is a 3-1 to one favorite. Um, and the last time they fought, he was minus 185. That fight looked like a coin flip the last time, so I don't understand why he's such a big favorite here. I understand why. I don't agree with it. Let me rephrase that. So mm-hmm. Usman has been a little bit more active. Um, he's beaten Masvidal twice. He's beaten Gilbert Burns, and he's done so in impressive 
impressive fashion. That's why he's a big favorite. Colby, we've only seen him once since then. He beat Tyron Woodley. He beat him very bad. And there are some question marks on the Colby side. And people are, are saying that to me on Twitter a lot. Is, oh, there's so many question marks. Yeah, with a plus 260, I'm willing to kind of roll the dice with some of those question marks. If, if there are question marks in a fight in general, and this has nothing to do with this fight, I'd rather be on that big plus money side. I think... Um, Colby's going to be in this fight. He's probably made improvements working with a new gym to your point. And I just don't see how Usman covers three to one without landing an early knockout. I mean, if, if, if I said this to someone the other day and I really think it rings true, but imagine if someone shut that TV off after the fourth round and told you one of these guys are going to be minus 300 in a rematch. Like, <laughs> they would have told you were crazy. And yeah, that, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. There was a, it, it, you're, you're dead on with everything that you just said. And sometimes what I've learned from all my cappers and you too is that just because you're betting on one side, sometimes the value is so large that you have to. And this was such a close fight and a plus 260. Why would you bet the other side when you're laying so much just to hopefully win a coin flip? If I'm taking a coin flip, I'm taking the dog. And by the way, the one thing is you start to get bigger in this space. And now that you have a platform, you're going to realize you can't read Twitter. You cannot because everybody on Twitter is an expert until they're not. I've been 10 years at ESPN. I've been on national TV for 20 years. There are levels to this game and people on Twitter. I'm sorry to say are not experts like you and me. They're just not. All right. After my dissertation, let's grab your paper. Let's grab your pencil and you better write down the recap because this is a bonus sized episode and we're doing it just for you. So jeweler, if you don't mind, there we go. Bellator. We're going to go main event under four and a half rounds, minus minus one thirty. Queely and Pitbull. Then UFC 268. We have early prelim fights. We have prelim fights and we have main card fights. Make sure you get them on the right one and get them in early enough. Osborne minus 170. Volante minus 125. Shabazi and plus 110. We'll go Bobby Green and then we'll go Nama Yunus under with Zhang uh, plus 105. And then Colby Covington plus 260. Incredible value on a kid who's an absolute superstar. And if he doesn't get gold soon, you wonder how many more opportunities this kid is going to get. All right. I love when we have big weekends like this. There's only one thing left to do, and you know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these MMA, Bellator, UFC tickets straight to the pay window. For my man, Andrew Gambas, for the jeweler, puts it all together here at the brand. I am the coach. Tell your friends, it doesn't matter the sport, the day. It doesn't matter. We're here for you. We like to call it the early edge. Good luck. <laughs> 